morning. Good morning. It's Monday morning and yes. it's episode... 18? No. No? You're never going to get this right. Really? It's episode 19. No. It's episode 19? Are you sure? Uh, 100%. I'm sure it was 17. Okay, this is going to be the most boring <laughs> podcast in the world. Okay, episode 19. Okay. So, cool. Um, <laughs> sorry guys, so... What? It'll be worse if, it's, if it is... 18, and then we got to redo the whole thing. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> so, episode 19, what are we talking about today? Uh, marketing. So, um, we decided to kind of change, not change, just enhance the uh, podcast a little bit in terms of having a bit more of a kind of structure week to week as to yeah. what we're talking about. Um, so, Monday is going to be Marketing Monday. Marketing so Monday. So, everything about marketing. Um, you know, it's a massive, massive topic yeah. in itself. There is just so much, and it is the lifeblood of business. You know, yeah. you can't, um, you can't do anything with without marketing. You know, if people don't know you're there, you're not going to sell anything. Yeah, agreed. And I think uh, there's going to be a lot of people out there right now who either think about getting into business, starting a business, or in business right now, and whose resources are finite. Right. Yeah. So. Trying to determine where you spend your money and how you get customers is going to determine whether you're actually succeeding or failing, right? Because you can go yeah. down some really horrible rabbit holes that can cost you, or can kill your business. Yeah. Kill any aspirations where you've just gone right instead of left. Yeah. You, you could have won. You but know, also so. you can't stop marketing completely. That's, I think a lot of people, you know, in these scary times they contract. And we, we certainly have to a certain to a a certain extent but you um but you can't stop completely you've still got to be pushing out there whether whether that's kind of more kind of bootstrapping marketing because you, you know you're trying to keep funds uh tight or just like guerrilla marketing unusual ways to do things yeah. but um but you, you've still got to be doing something you can't just kind of sit and, and hope that people will find you because it's just too noisy out there it's important you know it's, it's impossible well, really yeah so i did uh some research on this a little while ago and um i can't remember how many like the average person in the uk how many messages they receive per day kind of marketing messages but it's something in the region of it might be in the tens of thousands, it but it's the highest. It's, it is in the tens of thousands. It is. is well, it? the statistic I know was something like 11,000, but that's, that was just for America. So I don't know what the, the stats are in, in the UK or worldwide. But yeah, and the, an average American is exposed to something like 11,000 marketing messages on a daily basis. A daily basis. So whether that's like a billboard that they see or something they hear on the radio or they yeah. pick up a, a, a drink and it's got something written on the side of it, you know, it's, it's like... It, Constant. Yeah, encompassing all of it. So, and, and the, the conversation we often have when we do our franchise training for Smiley Booth and we talk to our new franchise recruits and so on is that we talk to them about the fact that you can have the most perfect service, the most perfect product um, in the world, but it, it's like if it's in obscurity mm. and nobody knows about it, it means nothing. You're yeah. not going to make any sales. And so if you're going up against, you send a message today an email out today or do a Facebook post or an Instagram today, you think that that's one, one thing that's popped up for that individual out of, as you say, 11,000. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's very easy for people to say, oh, well, I, I did, I tried that and it didn't work or I did this and it's yeah. like, it's like, well, yeah, but how long did you do it for? Consistency, like we were talking about another. Yeah. So, but it, it is difficult there because I, I saw something that, um, Somebody had said on on Facebook about how um, 
the the playing field is leveled because you know in the high street if if you were a little small market store for example next to a great big department store with a professional right. um you know window uh, display and everything that it's it's a lot harder for you whereas online everyone's everyone's kind of got on, on the same playing field but i i don't quite agree with that because the big boys have got resources the resources they've got the money they've got yeah. the the talent that they've got a big talented team doing yeah. all of this so as as the little guy although you are operating on the same platform you you need to understand the tricks and you need to um, understand your medium and your audience uh, to yeah. really capitalize on what you're doing it's not impossible by any means but you you really need to know your game well and also you um if you're a small business owner um, or a startup, you're in a situation where you're doing everything. Yeah. Right. So you're doing you're doing the product delivery or service delivery, the management of the books, like yeah. and the finances of it, the investment in it, the the worrying about stock or or the equipment or whatever it might be, yeah. and then the marketing. Yeah. So it's and the problem with a lot of marketing channels is that they're they're rabbit holes that you can go down, like enter into, and then find yourself at the end of a day, mm-hmm. like you could start it at nine in the morning and then before you know it, you're at 5 p.m. and you've achieved nothing. Mm-hmm. If anything, you might have just spent a load of money that you didn't need to spend. You confused right? yourself and just yeah. generally feeling not great about it. <laughs> yeah, so I think as, as part of this episode, I think it would be a really good idea if we just kind of touch on um, like the different channels that a lot of business owners and individuals can actually look at so that we can kind of give like a like an overview like a brief kind of there's this and there's that and there's this yeah well initially when I, I wanted to do these kind of marketing Mondays and you know we talked about how should we start we we talked about kind of going back to the basics and the, the marketing pillars and yeah. stuff however I've, I've changed that up slightly by looking at the trends for 2021 because the landscape has changed quite dramatically this year and um, oh, wow. so some of those Although the basics are always there as kind of underpinning, right. um, you know that there is definite ways that the the market has changed because the world has changed, right? right? So the, there's definitely um, ways people's habits are changing or or they're having to change, yeah. and um, so I don't I I don't think that should be ignored because a no. lot of the time trends are just trends, and I don't necessarily pay a huge amount of attention to them because it's yeah. just like oh vague predictions for the following year but yeah. I think this year is a, is a lot more poignant because people's habits really have changed well I think also if um if you're sat there in business scratching your head at the moment because like us for smiley booth for example photo booth hire companies so traditionally and we've mentioned this in previous episodes but traditionally this is the busiest time of the year or, or certainly up there as one mm-hmm. of the busiest times of the year between now and Christmas um, for the whole industry, and certainly for us as a business, we would our days would normally be spent running around going crazy, trying to deliver events, dealing with last minute inquiries, everything. All the logistics, so, like yeah, security passes and insurance and yeah, all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, all everything that goes along with it. So, um, and of course, in most parts of the world at the moment, we're all in lockdown. So the idea of parties and events and everything else. They're not really happening. So, so we've got this quiet period. But the mistake you can make in this period is you can think, well, everybody's quiet, everybody's on pause. So it's it's okay and can be it's not convenient, but it's appropriate for me to be on pause too. But there's we've we've mentioned the word vacuum in a previous episode. There's been there's a vacuum being created right now, and for those uh, in in that, 
there's a lot of space for you, you to make some noise in in your business, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot that your voice in your particular industry will go further and be heard by yeah. more people today yeah. than it would have been in January yeah. um, or last year because a lot of your competition are either out of business mm -hmm. or they're or they're sitting and waiting and they're, and they're, they're um, just kind of hedging their bets. They're like, well, I'm not going to spend any saying, time or money until next year. Yeah, yeah, and they're all saying the same thing. Like you look on so many websites of different not just events industry but all different types and it's just like we're closed at the moment due to coronavirus <laughs> yeah, or yeah, or it's yeah. um you know we're operating on a reduced service or whatever it is but yeah. it's it's really like a copycat everybody's doing exactly the yeah. same thing so if you can be saying something different um and just kind of thinking outside the box a bit you're gonna stand out at the moment what's that warren buffett saying something along the lines of be it's, it's something along the lines of be brave when everyone else is scared or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And it's, a, it's an, an investment yeah. philosophy that he yeah. has, right? When everybody else is losing their heads and going and running away from a particular industry or anything like that, that's when he dives in yeah. and that's when he makes all his money. And the opposite is true as well. If everyone's going for something, he, he retracts, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so now if we're having this conversation, if you listen to this in the future, we're having this conversation at the end of November of 2020. Right, so literally, the end. It's the thirtieth today. It's the thirtieth. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and what was just announced? So we've been we've been through obviously ten months now, uh, nine ten months of complete uncertainty, lockdown, just and in the whole events industry just being on pause, and mm -hmm. everybody just wondering what the hell is happening next. And what just got announced yesterday by in the UK by Boris Johnson was that he felt that all restrictions were going to be not in place from about early February onwards. Mm -hmm. Like the world theoretically could be back to normal from February, like from early February onwards. Now, the thing is, you could be a skeptic, right? Mm -hmm. Because we've all had over the last few months, we've all had messages being sent to us where, oh, we hope that this will happen, I hope that happened, and then it hasn't, and then worst case has happened. Yeah. And we've all been in this weird, restricted condition, right? So you could... And you'd be wise to do that in the sense of, well, they've demonstrated that they're not releasing these things in the past, so why should I believe it from February? But that's your opportunity. That's the opportunity as we see it from today. Mm. It's like there's a little there's a little flag being raised for February. What What's the harm in going hell for leather on your raising the profile of who you are and your business and mm. everything else now between February while everybody else is sat on their hands? Mm. It's like this could be the thing that when the gates open in February that really just projects your business yeah. on a, a far faster than all your competition and everybody else. Because yeah. the customers are still there. Yeah, yeah. They're just waiting. Yeah. And, and so if you can be at the top of their mind at the point where they put their hand in their pocket, yeah. done. Yeah. And over the next, well, now anyway, because people are on lockdown and still on furlough, um, but over the next kind of few weeks is when people are going to be looking for stuff, whether that's, yeah. Christmas presents. Yeah. Um, if you're, you know, if you're a product-based business, if you're a service-based business, how can you, how can you capitalize on Christmas still? Because that's still a thing. Like I, I saw um, recently, uh, uh, Haley, a, a fabulous cake maker that we we know. Um, she's obviously not been working very much because she is mainly wedding cakes. Yeah. Um, but she's done. Um, she's packaged some Christmas recipes, Christmas cake recipes. Right. Um, and, and is selling them and, oh, wow. um, and they're like her famous Christmas cake recipes and I was just like what a brilliant idea yeah. you know and it, it's if you could if you are a service-based business if you can think of a way to, to 
package that into Christmas. And again, I think because people are tired of the consumerism and yeah. that's all we can do at the moment is buy stuff. Yeah. And I think people are a little bit bored of that. So if they can find something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, that has a story behind yeah, it. Yeah, or some kind of service, people will buy that stuff at the well, moment. Well, the other aspect as well is if you are in the service industry and you have had to pivot in some way, shape or form to mitigate the changes that's happened in 2020, you're going to be... They, when the industry, when your normal services resume, whether that's after February or whenever it is next year, when everything starts to get back to normal again, you've added a product line, a service line to your portfolio mm. uh, that, that of re- revenue generators for your mm. business, right? So there's those that can kind of hold on mm. until that period and be really proactive in this period. Um, the growth on the other side of this could be immense for many yeah. of us. And don't buy into the negative, right? So there's a lot of people out there right now that will be saying to you that, um, oh, yeah, but wait for the recession. You can't do this to... It's going to be the biggest recession of all time and all this kind of stuff um, because you can't do this to the economy for 12 months and not expect some massive backlash. And there's a lot of fear-mongering about what happens on the other side of this. And they might be right, but they might not be either, right? So it's like... Well, and there is always always areas and businesses that thrive. I mean, we started Smiley Boot in the 2008 recession, didn't yeah. we? So we, we went for the wedding market because that doesn't really get massively affected by recession. People until, still until get this married. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but even so, I still think people are so fed up with not being able to get married, they'll still get married next year and oh, the yeah, year yeah, after, yeah, yeah. even yeah. if there is a big recession because yeah. they don't want to wait any longer. No. Yeah. You know, so, and I think, and there's, there's going to be plenty of businesses that have thrived in this time that are mm. going to have a big party or that are going to do their marketing or whatever it is that, yeah. that you, as an events business, you can capitalise on. So I think, if anything, people are going to be craving physical events more than anything. Oh, 100%. So, I, yeah. I think you can't hold... Uh, we referred to this in a previous episode, but you can't constrain a whole population the mm. way that that's, that's what happened in 2020. Mm. And it not expect some form of spring back on the other no. side. There's no, there's so much pressure building underneath yeah. it where people really crave a sense of normality, crave like the the sense of events. I mean, if you've been in any, we've had to experience some quite severe lockdowns where we're just not allowed to see anybody at all. Mm. And then when you do finally get to see somebody mm. in the flesh, it's like it's like a whole new experience, <laughs> yeah. right? It's a really important thing. So the message. The long-winded message that we're trying to get across before we go into the, ch- the channels and what to look for in 2021 around marketing is it's now not too soon to be looking at your marketing strategies. If anything, if, if you've not been doing anything around building who you are, who your business is and, and the channels and doing some research on that, you're already behind the curve. You need yeah. to be absolutely running at this now. And um, we're not saying it's not hard because oh, it hard, yeah. trying to push all the time as we're finding... Yeah. is mentally is really hard because you haven't got that that pull of your business being busy or doing whatever that you would normally do when you've got the you're, positive rewards no, of you're constantly the work, trying right? to push and, and you and you're and you are facing some people that are afraid you know you, you pick up the phone to say oh no, no no we're not doing anything at the moment because we're, yeah. we're just waiting so and you will get that absolutely yeah um but for every however many of them there's the people that are ready to run full pelt and, yeah. and want to work with you so it's it's definitely hard we're certainly not saying that but it's, well marketing's it's direct it. yeah marketing is something out of all of your business activities it's probably one of the 
key things that ties directly into your own personal psychology, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you do your bookkeeping or whatever mm-hmm. it is, that's just numbers. Yeah. When you're delivering the service, whether it be baking cakes or delivering a photo booth service or cutting someone's hair or whatever it is, there, it doesn't matter how you think or feel about the business in that moment mm-hmm. because there's just these steps that you take to deliver whatever that product or service yeah. is. But marketing's different, right? Because marketing is how you it reflects... Your, the state of optimism you have about the future, about your business and yeah. what you can deliver and, and, and what state of mind you're in. If you're in a very negative place, if you're in a very beaten place, which nobody can blame you for. If you're listening to watch or watching this right now and thinking, yeah, I'm that person, I'm, I'm done. Like 2020 has just kicked me and kicked me and kicked me and I, I can't see myself doing it. All sympathy to you. I completely get it. Yeah, we've been yeah. there, right? Yeah. We've, we've, had to step up and go when's the next punch coming <laughs> yeah you know and but the the difference between success and failure is going to be your how many punches can you take yeah like that's the reality that's yeah. what 2020 is going to be if you're at the other side of this and you've been able to take more punches than your competitor has the chances are you'll have a very successful business and people are looking for the positive voice you know the 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 world has taken punches it's not just businesses so people are looking for the kind of shining lights of positivity so if your company can be that that's going to put you in really good stead anyway yeah and those punches are 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 not insignificant right they are they they go straight to the core of who we are as human beings right they go to our personal health yeah our loved one's health yeah our, our our ability to actually feed our children yeah. or keep a roof over it like shelter yeah, yeah. all of those things our freedom our freedoms yeah. yeah it's like there's there's nothing insignificant about what's happened to you who's listening to this and us and anybody that's gone through this year yeah. it's there it's about as challenging some of the biggest challenges that many of us will ever face yeah. i would say but um but that doesn't mean you shouldn't have faith no. Right, that things aren't going to be positive in the future, or that you couldn't make the most. Bob the flies back um, every time, um, but you shouldn't have faith that things will get better, or that you you're not you're not strong enough or good enough to be better yeah. and to take advantage of those things. So have that principle or that state of mind in play when you're thinking about well, where are my opportunities? Mm. Yeah, because we often get that, don't we? Me and you will sit there sometimes and go. Oh, this is hard. Yeah. This is really hard. And where, what do we do and where do we go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but you have to just go, you have to just well, keep thinking, keep working. And also you? making it work for you. So like one of the, the um, trends for 2021 that I'll come on to is video. Right. And we've been heading that way for a while. Like the, the, the stats on, on YouTube, um, I think they were predicting by 2021 or 2022 that... YouTube searches will be overtaking Google anyway. And yeah, because YouTube is currently the second biggest search engine well, it's owned by out Google, there. And it's owned yeah. by Google, who's yeah. the first. Yeah. yeah. But um but yeah, video is is really, really key. But so many people, including us, until we've started doing these, yeah, really shied away from video. We were just like, oh, who wants to see us blabbing along? <laughs> Maybe no one. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, 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 someone's literally just gone, yeah, put a thumbs down on the video. <laughs> And it's gone to the next. But that's my point, though. You have to kind of push through it, and it's surprising yeah. what's on the other side. But also make ways of making it easy for yourself. So yeah. if, if you don't like video, or if you've got a company that you think, well, what, 
how can I create a video doing what I'm doing? You know, yeah. it's not very interesting for people to see or whatever it is. Find ways around it. So um, one of the trends is user-generated content. Um, for, for those listening, if you don't know what that is, it's content that your customers or your maybe your staff or just people that are involved in your business create on your behalf. Yeah. And it's genuine content. It's not some big flashy video company that's come in and they're doing some, you know, all bells and all whistles. Yeah, literally it's of someone off the back of using their mobile phone. Yeah, exactly. It's so it's very real, very genuine, very authentic content. And it might be that, you know, your product's just arrived in the post and so they, they've opened it and done yeah. a little video going, wow, this is amazing, I'm really, really happy yeah. with it. Or it might be that they're leaving a testimonial because you, you had a great service. Um, yeah. Or it might even be at an event or... Um, that they do like a little behind the scenes or yeah. this is us doing this or whatever. So it's it's real uh, user generated, you know, generated by the user. Well, user generated content from the from the perspective of um, like your, your customers or a business's customers using that service and then giving positive feedback about, about them experiencing that service yeah. is one of the reasons why you see some of the biggest companies on the planet doing so well because it's the same as um, when when a friend of yours says, I recommend that company, yeah, it has exactly absolutely. the same yeah. impact. Why do you think, uh, I mean, I know Disney is Disney, right? There's a million reasons why Disney is as powerful and successful as they are, right? Yeah. But one of the reasons why they are is because the fans of Disney, those that go there, create so much user-generated yeah, yeah, yeah. content. And what Disney does is it, it gives millions of people the opportunity to generate their own user-generated content. Yeah. So you're not buying into necessarily Disney's marketing as in their marketing team have created this very flash video and everything else. Don't get me wrong, that will probably form part of it. Mm. But I guarantee you, if you're thinking about Disney World or Disney at some point in your life in the future, one of the things that you'll do is you'll watch videos of other people yeah, I mean, if, doing if Disney. You just Google, if you um, YouTube now, you know, Disney World, Right. I'm sure most of the videos that come up will be other people's videos. So they won't yeah. be Disney's own videos. They yeah. will be people that have visited Disney World and they've done a little vlog or blog or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, yeah you, you're absolutely right. And, and it's word of mouth advertising or referrals is way more powerful um, than, than brand generated. And I think that it's even more the case now because... I think it was going that way anyway because we're all a bit tired of the brands just shouting at us, as yeah. you said, eleven thousand, you know, things shouting at us on a daily basis. So, um, and we've kind of got a little bit used to just batting that away and not really yeah. paying attention. Um, but when somebody says to us, "Oh, have you tried such and such?" Yeah, um, that's way more powerful because you you've already got that that recommendation. Well, nearly um, every service we've bought is off the back of. Is, is has some link to somebody yeah. else that is already using it yeah. and is, is giving us positive but, feedback. Well, now I think it's even more so because we're all kind of sat at home, we're not out there ex experiencing stuff so much ourselves, yeah. we're reliant on other people. It's yeah. just like, oh, I want to find X, Y, and Z. Ooh, what am I going to do? Oh, I'll, I'll put a post on Facebook. Has anybody used this company? Or yeah. I need to find a such and such. Can anybody point me in the right direction? Yeah. Well, and I was involved... Well, I... I uh, was invited to a conference oh, back in 2017, I think it was. Which one was it? Uh, in Boston, in the oh, States. Oh, the um, Inbound. Inbound conference, yeah. And one of the things that they did during this conference is they talked about video mm -hmm. and uh, it, how important video was. 
And I think one of the stats that they came up with was something like 80% of all consumer purchasing will come via video. Yeah. Like in the next couple of years or so. That's, that, that was their thought. So said the trends at the moment is everything's going video. And if you actually look at, if you were to be honest with yourself, because like this is a journey that we've just been on through this podcast, and most people don't want to be on video, especially... Mm. Um, oh, Brits. Yeah, us Americans Brits are... are a lot better at it than we are. Yeah. <laughs> they seem to have a natural ability <laughs> yeah. for it, don't they? But yeah, many of us Brits, and we've talked to our franchisees about it and family and friends about it, and in most cases, they, they recoil from the idea of getting on a video. Yeah. Um, and this is a challenge, right? Because the if, you're, if you want to uh, tap into video and all this kind of stuff if you're not willing to do it yourself mm. then how on earth are you going to persuade somebody else to do the same but thing but that's right? why it's exploding or I, I definitely think it will explode in 2021 because in um 2020 we've all been forced to get more comfortable with a video one yeah. through zoom yes so yeah. even if you didn't like getting on a zoom call before or you've never done it before um most people have now whether yeah. that's a professional or, or just speaking to your family on the other side of the world yeah. most people have have done that now and are getting more comfortable with it i mean if there's anyone i thought would never go on video it's my mum yeah. doing a zoom call um but even she's becoming more comfortable with yeah it way more comfortable yeah. yeah so i think i think that that's one thing um and two obviously the rise of tiktok and reels and all yeah. of these video based platforms well and the way phones now shoot video yeah um, genuinely do it in quite a flattering way. Yeah. Like, oh, there's, well, there's a, so many apps and things that you yeah. can, filters and funny things that you can add to it. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I mean, even Instagram, I, I hadn't been on Instagram that much um, since the algorithm changed back in June. Um, and um, and then I've, I've recently been on it, I don't know, maybe the last two, three weeks again. And you can do so much within the platform yeah. now and all these like crazy effects and stuff that would normally be, you know, an expensive video production team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can just do it. <laughs> yeah, and I think the more people are using those apps, the more inclined they'll be to respond positively yeah. to when they see that stuff themselves. Yeah. So at the moment, for example, if you're, if as a business owner, if, if you're looking to grow your business, one of the ways to do it is to get testimonials, right? So... A lot, of, a lot of businesses will spend a lot of time, energy and money on trying to create some kind of testimonial-based work. And they might pay for a service like Trustpilot, one of the yeah. bigger ones out there, and stuff like that. Now, the problem with that is, it, in, in a vast majority of cases, it's written testimonials, mm. right? So it doesn't necessarily have the same impact. It doesn't no. have the same referral. And it's known that companies played a game yeah. with that service. Yeah. Like, written testimonials there's a slight skepticism about, yeah. about that process. Whereas user-generated content, video testimonial-based stuff, or video of people using that kind of stuff is really important and really yeah. important. One of the aspects of our Say It service was when we originally created that was to that service was originally designed to bring families together. Yeah. That's why we created yeah. it, right? Yeah. So Say It, which is, if you're curious, we'll put the links in... Um, in the video, in the podcast, and on the website, which is smiley... Smilingentrepreneurs.com. Smilingentrepreneurs.com. Um, but say it is say-it.co is the... So it's uh, S-A-Y-I-T.co. Yeah. Um, it's the website. So, and originally that service was entirely designed to 
connect families through video galleries and, and be able to collect lots of videos from members of a particular family, put it into a gallery to then be delivered to an individual for their mm -hmm. celebrations. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh, this is amazing. And we built it all and we sent it out and we we're getting some really positive feedback for that. But then it was like the penny drop. We were like, oh, user-generated content. Businesses need this. Yeah. So um, we now use the service for businesses for so businesses can capture video testimonials of their yeah. customers really easily and they have a testimonial page. And user-generated content. So All user-generated yeah. content. And so... And I'm not suggesting that you have to use Say It to do that. There's, I mean, there's, there's, there are obviously other ways that you might be able to get that, more complicated and probably more expensive, but there are ways to do it. But you need to be thinking about, right, how do you engage with your business in video? Mm. Because once you get over the hang-ups of... <laughs> flying, once you get over the hang-ups of doing video, it starts opening up other opportunities. Yeah. So this morning we were just having this conversation, weren't yeah. we? I walked in and I was like... Why are we not doing video content for Smiley Boot? Yeah, yeah. When we're talking to our customers about what the perfect photo booth hire service should be and what they should be doing to what they should avoid and what they should look out for, and it's just so much more real, isn't it? Like, um, somebody I went on a LinkedIn training um, a week or so ago, um, because that that platform is also obviously it's really big anyway, but it tended to have a bit of a kind of um, corporate you know persona about right. it um whereas they've kind of changed again a lot of things and um and and it, it it's a really useful marketing tool and um the the lady giving the training said you know if you if you reach out to connect with someone or you send a message to someone why type it yeah. just leave a little video message yeah. and then they immediately really get who you are yeah they, it can't be like misconstrued in in text yeah or, they can get your tone yeah exactly. like your they, humor everything yeah absolutely and they 100 percent get who you are just from you doing a little video clip and I, yeah. I just was like that's so simple but that makes so much sense yeah yeah <laughs> and when you yeah when you're communicating with we talked about this in a previous episode about how there are relationships sometimes i think it was to do with um kindness or something along them lines that we're talking about but how we can be dismissive of staff mm. because we have relationships with brands. Mm. Like, so you, like Starbucks was, I think, yeah, the analogy you were talking yeah. about. And we were saying that it's funny how you can dismiss a human being working at Starbucks mm -hmm. because you just think they're almost like this machine. Yeah. Like, you, like, it was, like, it's almost appropriate not to do all the normal polite behavior you would if, it, if that was Joe's coffee yeah. and that was Joe that was serving yeah. you because yeah. your relationships with Starbucks. Yeah. But the reality is the relationships are with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. And it's, we're, I think we're all guilty of doing this when we, we have a business or we're starting a business or whatever, where we spend so much time crafting our logo and the way our website looks and how our emails sound and how the copywriting on a particular advert sounds and all this kind of stuff. And then and we forget that actually one of the main reasons why um, people who are doing business with you is because it's you, mm. you know, because they trust you, they like you, they feel yeah. like they know you. It's yeah. like... Those aspects are lost on a faceless brand. Yeah. That's not a human relationship. And well, we've had that with the franchisees, haven't we? Because we, um, within the franchise network, um, you know, we've we've always kind of um, championed a, a really inclusive team network within, yeah. amongst our franchisees. That there's no kind of there's a lot of banter, but there's no kind of competition. Like this is mine and that's yours. Yeah, we work as a team. Yeah, and um, so as such. 
uh, they'll often pass work back and forth with each other, even though yeah. they've got their territory. Yeah. They'll often be like, oh, you know, I'm fully booked that day. Would you like this event, etc., etc. But the only time that's kind of backfired is when somebody's like, but I really want that person because yeah. they've built that relationship yeah. when they've seen them at an event or yeah. they've seen them at a wedding show or something. And they're like, but I, I really want that person yeah, to yeah. do it. And then we're like, oh. <laughs> well, in events, is I would say in the events industry, it's, I mean, obviously we've got a lot of years experience in that industry. So probably is the same in other industries but we can only really comment on that one and that is that it is definitely a people thing because the events industry is quite unique in that they you really have to be trusted to mm. deliver because you don't you have to arrive at that time fully going and without any doubt and then yeah. often put, if it's a private event sometimes they're paying you years like a year in advance or whatever it is well not just deliver but you're part of that event yeah yeah so your they, they, they personality like you. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you don't want to be that was one of the things that we used to have in the photo booth stuff wasn't it that um especially in the early days of it because a lot of the people that entered into the photo booth market were generally male middle-aged photographers mm. And um, and they were all a little bit grumpy and a little bit... Not all, but some. <laughs> yeah, but they had a bit of a reputation yeah. for being a bit like that because in some way they kind of approached the photo booth as it was a bit below them. It wasn't proper photography. Yes, yeah. And so as such, when they were by the booth or when they were doing the photo booth experience, it was like people were not enamoured with yeah, those people. Yeah. And then they'd meet me and you, and because obviously you're female... Yeah people automatically resonate with you yeah. they were like oh it's and they would book us just yes. for the fact that we had a smile on our face and we were friendly yeah. and that we weren't this traditional like grumpy photographer looking guy standing well, in by. your own story you know yeah. um one of our franchisees has been trying to get married themselves haven't they yeah, yeah. and they've they've been affected by all of these covid resets constantly yeah. Um, so they can really empathise with their customers because yeah. it's like they've been there too. Yeah. So having that kind of story and that human connection yeah. um, with your customers, whether it's you or if you are a bigger company and you've got staff, whether your staff can actually empathise with, with their yeah, customers yeah. Is, is really important, I think. Yeah, and, and think like your life is a story, right? The experience that you're going through in your life right now, in your business right now is is unique to you and is interesting. Mm. I think sometimes we're so we're so worried about how um, like things must be presented and look on camera. Like you go on YouTube and it and like, our, like Annabelle is ten and she'll find her YouTube videos that she stumbles across that are designed for her like age are all like I don't like massively over the top extreme events really or shouty. really shouty yeah <laughs> generally tend to be teenage kids just very wealthy teenage kids a lot of the time <laughs> as well but just being really over the top pranks. yeah exactly <laughs> and um and you kind of get and it's all got the perfect lighting and it's got they've got perfect makeup and they've yeah. got all of this stuff all the time and you kind of think well that's or you've got the other end of the scale which is you've got these like corporate marketing videos that have cost hundreds of thousands to put together and then they're sent out there and everyone's like uh, well, I either do that or I do that. I don't, mm. I, and I don't, I can't do either of those things, so I won't do it at all. Yeah. But it's like no, just if you just step up and and put yourself out there and tell the story of your business, tell the story of your team, tell the story of your customer journeys and everything else, people will find you and be interested in that. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, Chris, we're already seeing it with the podcast yeah. and on YouTube where people are engaging with the content, yeah. and which is great. Yeah. But it, but all we're really doing is just saying what 
our experiences yeah, and yeah, our yeah. feelings. Yeah. But well, that's the next thing I was going to come to actually is personalization. That's that's another huge trend um, that's being predicted for twenty twenty one. And from everything you were saying, you can see why. You yeah. know, people don't want to just be a number. They they want yeah. um, something a lot more personal. Oh, what you mean as in the so what you. Personalised service, personalised product. Okay, so things feeling like they're bespoke to, yeah, the, to the customer. Marketing messages, like right. a, a big trend, um, again, going, it, encompassing the video is like these interactive videos, you know, like you've seen on Netflix. Um, yeah, Netflix um, I don't know if other channels have done them, but where you, you choose the, the customer journey. Right. Well, you can do that with um, video marketing. Can you? Now. Yeah, so the, so the customer, you know, your, your advert pops up on Google or Facebook or whatever it is, right. and that customer can answer something in the advert and then get shown like the next bit and so I haven't investigated it fully yet but yeah these interactive wow. marketing videos is something that I'll investigate for another podcast but they're they're coming out and um even just as simple as you know the the I mean we saw it years and years ago um I mean whoever sent it to him must have been very kind of forward thinking but do you remember when we got that um random piece of mail and it said, um, dear Kate, I've got a gift for you or something. And then there was just a web link. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, how was yeah. I not going to click on that web yeah, link? Yeah, yeah, you know? I think it even had your name in the URL, <laughs> Yes, it? yeah. yeah. It says, like, this is for you or something. And, and it's, yeah, personalization in your, in your product, your service, and your message yeah. is, is really key. Because, again, you need to stand out amongst the noise. Yeah. And, you, and that's something that maybe the big boys can't do as much. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're a local business... And you know your customers. Oh yeah, that's gosh. something that you can get. You can really trump them on because yeah. you you you've got that personalization. You know who these people are. Yeah, and that and so there's a couple of fundamental bits that you would need to have in place, right? If you're a business owner, right? Because you need um, feedback loops. Basically, um, we refer to them, which is is you need to be able to have whatever system or that you use in your business telling you. What, in what way your potential customer or customer is engaging with your service. Mm-hmm. So, so a good example of this, for example, if you, go, if you go onto Amazon and you're looking at a product, um, it's not a coincidence that when you go on a social media or on other areas of Google and then suddenly the product that you're only looking at this morning is popping up everywhere, mm-hmm. right? So that's something called remarketing or retargeting. Remarketing or retargeting. It's so, both. It's, okay, yeah, yeah, Facebook it's and Google call it two different things. Both, yeah. But they both do the same thing, where basically if you're, you can set up a strategy for your business where if, if your potential customer lands on a particular point in your website, you can send them, you can make it so that they see certain aspects of that product or service mm-hmm. in, in other places, mm-hmm. like social media pages or web pages or whatever. So, um, but... That, but it can also be the case of, well, if a customer has got to a certain point in their journey with you, right? So it might be that they've ordered something from you today, but that particular thing they've ordered is like, they should order again in a month mm-hmm. or in three months mm-hmm. or in six months. It's like, what can you do as a system to follow that person up? Well, these and are like customised funnels. Yeah. Um, so I, if you're... 
if you're not, if, if, the, if the sound of what we're saying kind of just completely freaks you out and you're not a marketing geek like uh, we are <laughs> and, and some other people, um, do like have a conversation with like marketing strategists and market. These aren't the people that you'll see where they, where someone will go, oh, do your social media marketing for you or, yeah. or oh, manage your Facebook or your Pinterest or whatever it is. These are strategists that yeah. will build all of these elements of your funnel because it's a complex thing, oh, it's, right? Yeah, it's, hugely complicated. But it is it is so worthwhile if you can you can speak to your individual customers because everyone thinks that you just you speak to everyone the same, but you don't. No, not at all. I mean, I resonate with stuff far differently to you, yeah. and we've got a, a shared outlook on most things. Well, and the platforms but, where we consume our content yeah. are completely different. Yeah. They, how how we research things, how yeah. we get. It's Absolutely. completely different. Yeah, and yeah. even though we both understand... Exactly, all of it. that's what I mean. Yeah. So well, one of the things that I do um, is work as... The, I'm currently working with uh, a firm at the moment who's yeah. financial firm to sort out their marketing strategy. Yeah. And you're, you're spot on. So many, so many people just go, oh, I need to do AdWords because someone told me that was a good idea. Or I need to do Facebook ads. Yeah. So, or I need to have a better... Instagram account or a better Facebook page yeah. or, or whatever it might be. So they'll buy in the expertise of that the individual to do that thing. Yeah. And like we said on a previous episode, marketing's a holistic approach. You yeah. should have somebody looking at it holistically for you and then put put the component parts yeah. in after that. Yeah. But don't do it as uh, don't do a knee jerk. No, and if your if your funds are tight. I, I would suggest that that's the very first thing you can do. Yeah, work on what the yeah, strategy um, is. Either, yeah, either learn it yourself if you've got the appetite to do that, but otherwise, um, if you're going to spend money on an expert, spend it on a marketing strategist because yeah. they will they will pay you back in dividends because mm. they will um, design it all and then you can either do those bits inside it, again, if, if, you're, if you're bootstrapping at the moment, or you can just get various expertise when as and when you need them it's just yeah. like okay well we've got the funds this month let's concentrate on facebook ads and get yeah. that bit right and then bring in the expertise but you can't do any of that if you haven't got the overall strategy yeah or you'd hand it as you just said and you'll just be throwing your money away oh yeah because you can burn a lot of money yeah. but the, the point is with a marketing strategist or some form of marketing holistic marketing strategy that personal that personalization that bespoke experience that you want your potential customers to have or existing customer has is so much easier to do yeah, because yeah. they you get to show them you you literally could have you could have two people land on your website or interact with your service and have two entirely different experiences mm. based on the information that you already hold about that person and how they fit into your marketing strategy yeah, yeah. whereas what most small businesses fail at all the time is they try and do a one size fits all yeah. message and the reality is it, people don't engage with that. They, yeah, or, or you're trying to attack a new market and you're trying to use your old marketing strategy for yeah. this new market and you're, and you're thinking, well, why doesn't it work? Why are they not yeah. buying? It's Forgetting you, they speak a different language. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's really important to, to as I say, either study the fundamentals um, yourself and, and kind of build this. And something that I'd recommend for that is... Um, Russell Brunson's first book, because I've been reading his third Is that book. Dot com secrets? That's dot com secrets, yeah, which kind of gives you that overview of how all these things kind of fit together. Um, yeah. And then uh, Funnel Secrets, I think, is his second one, yeah. which details more of the 
no, Expert Secrets, sorry, is his second one, um, which details more, it goes into more of the, the depth of it. And right. then Traffic Secrets is, again, much more kind of um, individual platform depth. Great. Yeah, and so, just consume content, yeah. right? Just con- like make this like the start of, if you're not already doing it, the start of your journey of just, right, who can I speak to? Who, how much can I, what, what podcasts, I mean, obviously this is a podcast, but what other podcasts can I listen to that will give me this information or YouTube videos that will help me just get some context? If for nothing else, that when you do finally find an individual that's an expert in marketing strategy or whatever it is, you know what questions to be asking them. Mm. And in 2020, right now, uh, in the, at the end of November 2020, you have more opportunity to have long, meaningful conversations with people in this sphere than in any previous year. Yeah. Because people are sat there on furlough mm. right now or they're wondering what to do next. And But they, that doesn't mean their expertise has left them. No. So you can hunt for these people on LinkedIn. You can hunt for to get some advice and have some meaningful conversations. Yeah, yeah definitely do it. Um, so the third thing um, for 2021 um, marketing strategy or, or uh, trends is local. Um, again, because the world's gone crazy and we yeah. all can't travel so much, although we obviously can use the internet and buy from anywhere and have it delivered or whatever, people are gravitating towards local, local, right. local services, supporting their local businesses, uh, bringing things back down to a more kind of community and local level. Okay. Uh, so to capitalize on that, you need to be working on your local SEO strategy. Right. Make, make sure you're listed on Google. Make sure um, your your uh, communication around your availability right. is really key. You know, yeah. when are you open? How can people communicate with you? Yeah. Um, so that you're you're not missing out on on any of that. And um, and the other thing is. Um, Celebrating your customers, building right. loyalty, rewarding loyalty, right. um, because you 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 know you want to be keeping your customers more than ever now, um, and keeping their attention. So uh, so building a a kind of local strategy and um, and a loyalty, local and loyalty. If you, yeah, if they're the two things. Well, to especially remember. I would imagine in this period of uncertainty, where some customers, or there'll be many customers, wondering whether the businesses they're currently they've been historically doing business yeah. with. Are still there. Yeah, don't go quiet. That's the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you've just made me think we need to be reaching out to all our, yeah, all well, our customers. Well, um, we're we're doing again. our planning strategy this afternoon, aren't we? And that's, yeah. that was one of the things I was going to say is that we need to uh, re-engage with, with everybody and, yeah. um, and you know, just focus on focus on 2021, which is, is what everyone should be doing now with that. Yeah, and making it a big year after, yeah. after this craziness. Yeah. Um, the other thing, is, again, in, uh, for trend in twenty twenty one is um, visualize it, visualize visual, visualizing. No visuals, visuals. There oh, you go. I thought sorry. it needed to be a bigger word than that. But uh, an interesting <laughs> vi- visual strategy. So again, because if you, if you imagine um, online, almost like a um, like a country. Yeah, right. we've all kind of been shut down in our own countries, so we want to go somewhere else. So we've all congregated in this online country. Yeah, okay. so everyone has kind of gone in, into the same place at the same time. Right. So it's got even bigger and even noisier than it was before. Right. Um. So how if you imagine you're driving around in this online country? Yeah. How are your billboards gonna shout louder than everybody else's? Right. Yeah. Okay. How are you gonna grab? your um your your audience's attention because um attention and focus and just we're we're all flittering around is worse than ever yeah um 
I, I saw a statistic, this was a while ago, so it must be even worse than this now, but something like we've got less attention than a goldfish as humans <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> That's crazy. A goldfish actually has a more attention span than we do. So yeah, it's essential that you you know you stop the scroll when people are flicking through, and, and everything is built on visuals now. You know the, the popularity of Instagram, the the rise of these video platforms like yeah. TikTok, etc. It's all about the visuals. So ways that you can do that is um, there are companies out there that are you may have seen them where instead of just looking at a static advert, bits are like kind of jumping out of you. Right. So like this kind of 3D aspect that you're Thank getting you. to um, to lots of the kind of visuals out there. Um, uh, what was the other thing? Gradients um, are used a lot because that kind of psychologically tricks your mind to looking at certain aspects. How do you mean by gradients? Uh, colour gradients. Oh, okay. So when you've got something going from light to dark or dark to light right, or okay. whatever it is, you're forcing your eye to certain parts of the page to look at certain right. aspects. Um, at these interactive elements that I talked about. So these, um, you know, you used to get kind of like doodle ads, doodle videos yeah, yeah, yeah. where somebody would like draw on the right yeah, yeah, yeah. whiteboard. Now you kind of get those in 3D. So you've got like these kind of 3D characters. Well, and, and like, historically, that's those were services in which you'd have to pay a big chunk of change yeah. to get that done. Yeah. And now you can just buy the software yeah. or oh, even yeah. go on Fiverr yeah. and have someone create it for you for very little money. Yeah. Um, so in the other well, just off the back of what you were just saying about um, the visual side, that just to repeat the point around retargeting and remarketing. Yeah. If you have a website and um, and you do any form of selling or positioning online whatsoever, if you haven't got a retargeting or remarketing strategy in place, you are leaving a huge amount of money on the table, mm -hmm. like a huge percentage of your sales are just evaporating. And then one of the reasons for that is because you have probably spent money and time getting somebody to look at your website. But the problem is they're busy, right? So the point at which they're looking at your stuff might not necessarily be, in fact, in most cases, it won't be the point at which they want to buy because they might need to go talk to their other half. They might need to, they might be at work. They might be doing, dealing with their children. It could be anything. Beauty of the remarketing and retargeting is the moment they land on the website, you the um, if you have that strategy in place on your website, they will then see your business for up to thirty days after the fact that they've been on the website, and you don't pay for them no. at all. That that's that to be in place at all for them. And, and I mean, they could literally go to see your website, and then they could be on Auto Trader, and then a little banner will come up on the Auto Trader page all about your service, mm -hmm. and it'll look like you've paid for that ad to be on the Auto Trader website. And you don't pay a penny for that until they click on that ad. As and again, the the uh, marketing strategist or architect exactly will be able build, to design all that for you. Exactly, yeah. and that's that's the visual, that's the staying top of mind. So when they are ready to buy, and that could be tomorrow, and it could be next week, it could be in three weeks' time. But they will seeing you all over the place. And in fact, one of the one of the strategies um, that I incorporated with the financial company that we're talking about, that was one of the first things we put in place, yeah. and they've got. They had, I was doing some of the reporting with them last week and um, I think they had something, their ad had been something, their business had been seen in a really short space of time, something like 140,000 times. Wow. And it cost them barely anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're talking a handful of pounds, if that. It was yeah. like nothing. Yet they, they were seen over that period of time, over 140,000 times. Yeah. And you just think, well, that's the power of that. When someone's getting 11,000 
like messages thrown at them a day. Absolutely, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's that repetition. Because uh, I don't know who says it, but you need seven, at least seven points yeah, of contact. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, yeah you're right. Someone will, will purchase from you. So everyone thinks, you know, I've, oh, I've picked up the phone to that person or I've sent them an email or whatever it is and, oh, they've ignored me. Yeah. You need to do that at least six more times if that if that's cold traffic. It's between seven and 12, I is think. Is it? Yeah. yeah it's it, between... it, so, well, yeah, so at, at the very least, six more times yeah. before you can expect any kind of response from them. Yeah, and, and that's across multiple mediums, right? So the, the idea is that, okay, well, that could be that they saw your website, then they read an email, then they saw a YouTube video, then they saw an Instagram post, then they saw a Facebook yeah. thing. Like, and then another email and all this kind of stuff. But it takes... That's why um, video is so powerful, mm -hmm. right? If you have a video strategy in your business, it's incredibly powerful because people will consume video content over and over and mm -hmm. over again. Mm -hmm. And um, it's very easy to build a big chunk of video content well, and, and it break lives, it up, right? You know, it lives its own lifespan, as it yeah. were. You know, you, put, you have a YouTube channel and you put your videos on YouTube. Even if you've got no intention of like building a YouTube presence, yeah. it's just a kind of sidearm of your business where you put your content. That lives and breathes itself. Yeah. You know, somebody can find those videos using keywords and that kind of thing and, and be introduced to your business. Yeah. Years after you put that video on there. Yeah. Um, oh, how many stories have we read of people and seen of people that have had content that's old? Yeah, yeah. That suddenly just goes through yeah. the roof and is paying them back yeah. dividends years after the fact. Well, Russell Brunson refers to um, to a video campaign that he he got somebody out. Uh, no, it was an affiliate. Sorry, they 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 were trying marketing his product because right. uh, he he uses affiliates in a in a big way, which is something we'll we'll come onto on another podcast. And they, um, they, this one affiliate was generating something like 95% of the traffic to this particular product. So he rang the guy and was like, what are you doing to promote my product? If you right. don't mind me asking. And he's like, oh, I just put a video on YouTube. And this just one video was generated, and it still does, I think, years later. That's crazy. Just keeps sending traffic to this, yeah. this product. Yeah, you have to have in mind... Like, how many touch points does a does a potential customer have to have with your business before they actually turn into a customer? Yeah. Too often you think, oh, stick an advert in a magazine and that'd be enough. So like, is it though? Yeah, absolutely. Like, that should be again the holistic approach. Yeah. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. All all feeds into each other and and working out the ROI and and all of that kind of stuff. And it doesn't need to be really expensive. Yeah. Right. No. It sounds like this is like a. Hugely, it's like that's great if you're spending thousands of pounds a month. I can't do that in my business no. right now. You don't need to. You just no. need to have an understanding of the fundamentals, and you can spend very little money and get some great returns. No. You, you just you need some kind of strategy. I, I know we've probably said that about fifty five times, but yeah. you you can't underestimate how it, important it is to have an overarching strategy of how all these things would work and talk to each other because that's what they're designed to do at yeah. the end of the day you know that it's no coincidence that google owns youtube yeah. and facebook owns instagram yeah. and you know the, these platforms own each other because they know that it all feeds and works together exactly. and, and all kind of complements um an overall strategy for somebody so well and these principles that we're talking about are applicable to every business that's the the beauty of this scenario right it's like the skills that you learn in this in this sphere um, and that you apply, you can do exactly the same somewhere else. So just the messaging's different, yeah, and the and the service different, the yeah. products different. Yeah. But the fundamentals of what you're that the interconnectivity of your marketing and the results and everything else is exactly the same. It's so, a blueprint, right? It's, it's yeah. like if yeah. you, if you think of a marketing strategist as like an architect, 
you know, every house you could argue is the same in, in that it has a kitchen or it yeah. has bathrooms it or have beds in it. It has walls, it has doors, but obviously they're all built they differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that, that's their, the way they're designed. And, and that's what you need. You need either, as I say, to, to work on it yourself or to bring in an expert to design yeah. the, the, the blueprint that's going to work for your business. Yeah. And that's going to define your success in 2021 and beyond. Yeah. It's definitely. like, if you, if you are currently completely clueless around that aspect of your business, imagine what, how, how much better your business would be and um, how much more opportunity you would have if you were no longer naive or that, around that subject mm. matter or, or, or you did like kind of sharpen the saw around that. So, so, so by February, you are not just um, like back to where you were before, like in January of 2020, you have a huge amount of skills and understanding around that, so that, yeah. that way of doing business. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a, a great way to spend your time is to, to oh, start huge. understanding these. Even if you do bring in an expert, again, as we've, we've said on previous uh, podcasts, having a bit of knowledge yeah. when you're working with an expert is really key because you're going to get the most value from that person. You'll know if they're, if they're pulling the wool over your eyes and they're yeah. not quite the expert that they say they are, and, and you'll know... And, it, and if they are brilliant, you'll still understand what they're talking to you about and how to maximise it. Yeah, you definitely need to have some understanding. Yeah. Because you, you go, you've got to be able to hold their feet to the fire. And again, this is something I mentioned, uh, I think, when we first started talking about marketing on a previous episode um, with the financial firm. He had, the gentleman that owns that company, has some understanding as to what marketing is and everything else, but he entrusted his investment and time in a couple of companies and when he asked me to come in and review it it turns out those companies were not delivering at all mm. and um and, and and it was all because they weren't being asked some very fundamental questions yes. right yeah, around like what's what's the result and yeah. what's the cost like if i spend money here what's what's my what's the uh, sale going to be how does it tie in yeah. how many leads do i get from it how was my cost per acquisition so what's my actual like sale going to be from that investment yeah. and when we actually challenged them back on it it just all fell apart yeah, and yeah, so yeah. you definitely need to get yourself into a position where you have some idea as to what questions to ask yeah yeah and how that again how that fits your business and not all this like one size fits all yeah because there's a lot of people that will take your money out of you mm. and um yeah, and in times like now, in twenty twenty, you need to preserve as much cash as possible. Mm. So, so the last one um, of the uh, digital trends for twenty twenty one is influencers. Mm. Um, so we've seen the rise of like massive influencers on on Instagram and um, uh, and well, mostly Instagram. I think is the biggest problem. Probably YouTube now, TikTok actually. Um, they're probably the three biggest platforms I'd say for for influencers. Um, but what has started to happen is that um, brands have paid these people with masses amounts of followings, um, but there's no engagement there. There's no there's no real um, genuine kind of activity, even with like celebrities in that that have got a genuine following. They're not bought or bots or whatever. Yeah. There's still no engagement. There's still a very very little. Um, you know you can see the engagement just by looking at how many comments and, and likes it's yeah so has. just to clarify engagement because that's that's like yes, a, that's a, a the, marketing speak yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, engagement is uh, and again it's a key thing for for 2021 is how much 
your your customers are coming back to you or, yeah, the people, or your audience your audience the people that are seeing your stuff how much they're commenting they're leaving reviews um they're talking about your product or if they're actually seeing your service yeah. yeah how much how much they're interacting with the stuff that you're putting out yeah. there because and, that's and why it, a mar- that's why a company would want to pay that's why you if if you're trying to get your business out there, that's why you'd want to give it to an influencer, right? Yeah. If an influencer's got, say, a million people that follow them, the, the, your thinking might be, well, okay, well, I'll, I'll, and this influencer says, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll talk about your service, pay me five grand, and I'll do a whole thing on your service on my Instagram feed or my mm-hmm. YouTube or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. And you might be like, oh, happy days, I'll get five grand, I'll get a million people see it. Happy days. That means that I could, I should make some sales. So mm-hmm. I only need to make X number of sales to make that worthwhile. But if their engagement to their million is only like one percent, yeah, is actually even engaging with their content. Yeah, I don't even know what that, my mass well, is dreadful. Well, but well, this is it. I mean, three. This is how bad it is out there. Three percent is considered good. Eesh. Yeah. So, so you've got to really kind of work back your audience, your numbers. But my advice when dealing with influence, influencers, because we've been using a couple of people would say it, is that they, they can cross-promote. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it depends on your business, on your niche, because some people, I mean, for example, your sister does very well with Instagram influencers. Yeah. She just sends, she has a, a candle um, business, yeah. uh, homemade um, wax melts, uh, soya yeah. wax melts uh, business, and she sends product to influential people. She, yeah. I don't think she pays them 90% of the time. Um, she just sends product and hopefully they'll post about it. But she and they love it when they yeah, get it. Exactly. They, they post but about she does, it. She does really well out of that strategy. So so it may be that Instagram is absolutely the place for your... Sorry, just to say that's Bosa Candle. B-O-S-A. Because <laughs> if, I, if I don't say it, if I don't say it, I'll get in a lot of trouble. Bosa Candles. They're awesome candles. They are actually. But yeah, so that, that might work for you. But if, if um, you haven't got a particularly strong presence on any one channel then the people you deal with, make sure that they can cross-promote. So we, we've been dealing with a few people and they've written a blog, but then they've also done a review on their, their Facebook channel and then their Instagram and then their Twitter. Yeah. And, you know, I, I put out um, a call-out, as it were, for Instagram, sorry, for influencers to work with us. And I had maybe 30, 35 responses. Um, and I went through each one of them and yeah. like, what is their engagement on every platform? Yeah. Because um, so that's what you're really paying for. So going back to the analogy of like, if you've got me, if someone's got a million followers and they got one percent uh, engagement, you're paying that five. If it's five grand, just for argument's sake, you're paying five grand for the one percent. Yeah. Forget the other. Forget the other ninety nine percent because nobody's nobody's seeing it. Yeah. Right. Nobody's interested. But it's your paying for that one percent. And then it's like, well, of that one percent, are they my customer? Mm, exactly. uh, is that the type of person that would actually buy my service? Because you're not going to get every yeah. one of those one percent. And how can they interact? You know, if that if that person's just mentioned you, well, for example, we, we just we just mentioned um, Bosa Candles, but yeah. we didn't give you awesome candles, by the way. <laughs> but we didn't give you a website. We didn't give you a web link. We didn't tell you. Exactly uh, yeah, how to right. Buy. Yeah. So yeah. that that's the thing. You you um. Yeah, because someone listening to this or watching this, yeah. they'll be like, okay, we'll Bosa Candles, but they'll forget. Exactly. Yeah. So y- you need to have. We'll put the link in the thing. Although she's she's not sponsoring this, just a lady. No. Yeah, she's not. She's my sister. <laughs> um, but, but if you um. Yeah, if you, if you are going to work with an influencer, again, having a strategy behind it and not just yeah. going, oh, somebody told me I should work with influencers. Oh, this person looks good. Here, here's some money. Oh, you did a put. Oh, I didn't get anything. Yeah, and don't yeah. assume the influencer it's... knows how to deal with you. Exactly, or your yeah. Service. yeah. 
The reality is, if you're worried, uh, if they think you're going to hand them a check, mm-hmm. they'll say whatever needs to be said yeah. to get the check off you, right? So, but the, the trend now is working with micro-influencers because yeah. of this. So what's a micro So people with only, it can be as low as like a couple of thousand people following them. Right. But those people are really interested, interested engaged yeah. people and, and really, really, really active with this person's content. So that may be somebody that doesn't even consider themselves an influencer. It's just somebody that you know, that yeah. you see does brilliantly on Instagram and you think, oh, I'd be really good if that person would mention me. Yeah, because their audience is applicable to my service yeah. or, or whatever it is, right? And the micro-influencers are definitely more impactful, right? Yeah, because, absolutely. Because one, you'll pay way less money because yeah. they don't see the value in their their following yet They because they just think they're too small. There's no ego with it. Yeah, yeah. but in the vast majority of the cases, micro-influencers will have had... Um, they, they wouldn't have done any crazy strategies in a lot of the cases. It's rare that they would have done any crazy strategies to have got that audience in the first yeah. place. Normally, it would have just been they've found a niche... Yeah. whatever it is, let's say it's knitting and you're somebody who sells wool, yeah. just for argument's sake, well, clearly it would be really good if you were in with that influencer yeah. because all the people that follow her or him love knitting. Yeah. Um, well, and also with these really small accounts, it, it, it's, again, comes back to genuine and authentic yeah. because they yeah. genuinely love talking about knitting or whatever it is. Yeah. You well, know, and the engagement rates on micro-influence accounts can be like 10%. Yeah, can yeah. be all higher. Yeah, like higher. In some cases, yeah. we've seen really high, like yeah. 50% in some cases. Yeah. We're like, what? How the hell is that? How are they getting that? And it's, it's like you're, you're way more likely to get a better return on, on things like that yeah. than getting suckered into paying for big influencers to mention your stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, well, again, it depends on your business and then yeah. that's what a, a strategy will help you achieve. And, it, and sorry, just to say, influencer markets don't necessarily need to be because your your immediate reaction might be, oh, okay, influencers, that's an Instagram thing, right? That's a, uh, or whatever. But influencers are across all platforms. Yeah. In- influencers are in the podcasting space. Like anybody that, ha- they're in on YouTube, they're on Facebook, they're on anywhere where they have effectively a tribe, yeah. right? So it's a... People uh, with a group on Facebook and all the yeah. ones. Yeah, and, so and things like podcasts or YouTube and things like that, I would, I would argue are more... Um, are a more targeted audience because of the le- length of the content and the, the commitment by that audience to consume the content. Mm-hmm. Whereas something like Instagram is a bit of a funny one because there's no real driver for a lot of that audience to engage mm-hmm. it's very because it's so quick mm-hmm. it's just an image mm-hmm. it's just like it's very easy to go yeah like yeah mm-hmm. like whereas a youtube video it's like oh jesus i've got to watch that and consume yeah. it and be interested in it so yeah your the channel that you're targeting for influence will affect also your result well and what they do because as yeah. you say like a, a one post on instagram it means diddly squat exactly but if that's backed up with you know a couple of days worth of stories or something like yeah, that on blog posts because blog yeah. posts are great because yeah. if someone's prepared to write a blog about what you do yeah that's an evergreen piece of content exactly. that will just rank over years yeah like so that will always be there that yeah. people find you on so. yeah and, and it's got search engine optimization built into yeah. it and all sorts of things so it's um yeah it's it's 
it can be complex out there. I mean, this some people listening to this will be like, yeah, yeah, I know all that stuff, and other people will be like, what on earth are you talking about? So yeah. it's it, it is a huge, huge topic. But have somebody help you with strategy. Absolutely, even if you are, uh, you know, think you know all about it. We're we're certainly looking for kind of strategy type things at the moment. That's why yeah. we're we're doing a lot of kind of research on new ways of, of doing things and we might be bringing an expert help ourselves you're never kind of above it you don't know yeah. it all because it changes too fast it changes super quick and you've got to yeah. be quite careful about where you spend your time and money yeah. um because as you said right at the beginning there's a lot of fads yeah there's a lot of right yeah. this is the this is the one solution if you just jump on this wave now you'll be the one that beats everyone like tiktok's a great example yeah. of that people are like tiktok's the thing and like, what somebody approached us and said oh you should be advertising on tiktok well TikTok haven't really got a very good monetized system at the moment. You have to apply and you have to wait for them to come back. Yeah. And then it's like, is it though? Is that a great place at the moment? And it might be. It might be the unicorn that's, yeah. like, if you're getting now is the perfect spot. But Well, also, again, it's, it's who's your audience. Yes. Because it, that, that might be a good audience for um, Smiley Booth in some respects, like for, for party, not for not necessarily for weddings, but for, you know, graduations, parties, that kind of stuff. But it's certainly not an audience for Say It because yeah. I would say our audience is a lot older for Say yeah. It. So, yeah. you know, you have got to look at the demographic and male, female, yeah. you know, all, all sorts of as to what you're what you're looking for. Yeah. So just to recap those, those five um, uh, trends for 2021, and we will be going over each of them in more detail on future podcast episodes. Yeah. So one is a video, um, interactive video, uh, visual storytelling, um, authentic, genuine, user-generated user uh, video is going to be absolutely massive. Yeah, you have year. to have that in place in your business. Yeah, if you haven't already, you need to be... Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Personalisation, uh, so how personal you can make your marketing, your products, your service uh, to your audience is really, really key and that will help with the third one, which is engagement and loyalty um and and also local and um, so bringing your if you do have like a big strategy maybe bringing that back down to a more local level um would be beneficial for you uh which helps with also uh, search engine op optimization and really engaging imagery um yeah. so uh, again visual storytelling 3d graphics um minimalist as well mm. uh, it, 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 something can be engaging w without it being all like yeah, in your yeah, face yeah. bright colors because it's too much for people they're already yeah. being bombarded with the eleven thousand yeah. messages they just want to see something quick and simple where they get what you're talking about immediately yeah. um so and i i think oh and the influences sorry the number influences, five the influences yeah. so we'll put all of this again on um smilingentrepreneurs.com smiling yeah so we so just um just to say that this podcast we want to be able to keep creating resources for anybody that's listening to this who's starting up or in business already. So smiley, smilingentrepreneurs.com will have links to each episode and then the resources within it so yeah. that you can just grab that. And um, if you want to go down a bit more of a deep dive, it's there. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Um, there'll be further links to all the stuff that we um, talk about. And as I say, the, the following Mondays we'll be diving deeper into each of these topics. Yeah. Um, and if you are thinking, oh, I need to kind of redo my strategy for this near and I need to kind of rebrand what I'm doing this week we're going to be talking more about branding um, mm -hmm. on Thursday um, and how your kind of brand identity 
And then on Friday, we've got our first guest who's um, all about branding as well. Yeah, that's, that's what she does. So. Our first guest. Yes. <laughs> Feels so like we're growing up we as a podcast. <laughs> so that's exciting. So we shall see you tomorrow. Yes. Have a good one, all. <laughs> Bye. 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 Oh, 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 oh,